fuck you. Oh, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tunji's Podcast. I am your host, Tunji Taylor Lewis. Hope you all are having an amazing day today. Holy, hope you all are staying blessed. Hope you all are thriving and, and you know, and you know, living your lives to the fullest. Uh, I, I speak that uh, upon you. Um, um, all right, so today I'm just going to talk a little bit about being the black voice in the room. Um, this is coming up because today um, I had a little uh, experience like at work, nothing, you know, overly negative, just, but you know, you, you know how like they always say, you know, like, you know, executives in the entertainment industry will op- oftentimes like miss things that are racially insensitive or you know they'll, they'll miss things that you know might might not be the most uh you know that might not be the greatest thing to do as far as being sensitive towards a, a diversity of people and that's why it's important to have people of color it's important to have men and women in a room so that all those voices are heard and that's true that is very important um however i will say that being the only black person or being the black voice in a room um, it's exhausting <laughs> um, I've had a, that experience from time to time um, especially growing up in Vancouver where like you know I'm one of few or like you know the only black person you know in a given situation and being in a position where you feel like you have to explain there goes my air vent again right in the middle of the recording oh well we're gonna keep it rolling um but being the only black person or being one of few black people or a person of color in a room who has to explain certain things to people um that gets really really exhausting um because you know, um, it's it's just it's just it's sensitive stuff. At the end of the day, it's stuff that you think about. It's stuff that you know. In my case, I'm very much affected by. It's a it's a source of you know a, a myriad of different emotions. You know, whether it's anger or or. Um, or frustration or um, sadness sadness is probably the like the key thing you know with all like the, the injustice that we you know have to go through in our world and you know when you're talking to people who uh, you know let's call it what it is you know they, they you know they got that white privilege um, you know part of having white privilege is just not knowing not and not and just not being aware um, but at the same time it is exhausting to have to find the words or find a way to explain it to people so that they can understand like you know someone's perspective and in this case that I was talking about it wasn't even me it was um, you know it was it was it was it was someone else who I was trying to defend because like I immediately understood their point of view I, I'll try not to get into the into the specifics of it but anyways um, you know even with that like sometimes you kind of just wish that man I wish that y'all would number one I wish that y'all would just get it but 
obviously I can't expect everybody to just understand, you know, what it means to be a minority, you know, walking around in Canada, the United States. But also at the same time, I just wish that, you know, you know, white people in general would just be more willing to listen. Like when a minority is expressing their point of view um, or, or making a correction or saying something that's inconvenient for you at the time, instead of pushing back and trying to say all the reasons why you think this is okay, I just kind of wish that there was more of a willingness to, to listen. And because you know, I'm experienced in, you know, communications, whether it be digitally or on stage or with my communications degree, I guess I have the ability and the skill to to have, I guess, empathy for, you know, for to have empathy for somebody and then like fill in the areas where they're not understanding, um, you know, like my perspective or a minority's perspective. However, with all of that being said, um, is this, I, I, I kind of just wish that I didn't have to be that guy and like, you know, there was just room. I, 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 the, the reason why it's so exhausting is because it, it feels like it's a, it's a fight. It feels like it's a, it's a debate show almost as opposed to, um, being listened to and being heard. Um, and I feel like that's just the best thing we can do for each other as human beings when we're talking to each other and somebody says something that doesn't exactly match up with how you feel like the, the world is. Um, I feel like the best thing we can do for situations that we don't understand is to just back away and just listen. Um, yeah, man. Because, um, uh, you know, I've certainly had to, you know, do some listening when it comes to, like, you know, the struggles of being a woman or when the struggles of uh, being a gay person. Um, and, but, uh, but a lot of times, I, I, I you know, I, I won't go as far as to say that I don't know anybody who will just sit back and listen to my point of view because that would just be straight up untrue. Like I do have some good friends who I, you know, good white friends who I feel very, very comfortable with expressing my point of view. So that's not true. But at the times when, you know, people are like, you know, fighting me on, you know, what my experience is or, or fighting minorities on what their experience is and I have to be somebody who can be a voice of reason and then explain things in a way that they can understand. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's tiring. Um, it doesn't feel good. It, it, it doesn't feel good to not be understood and it doesn't feel good to have that reminder that, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, to, to have that reminder that you're the only one. <laughs> And that, um, you know, these people can only relate to you, but so much. What's going on? I saw in Palmer 01. What's going on? It's underscore Ciroc underscore boys. What's going on? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, man. Um, that's really my whole point. And <laughs> I kind of got um, three and a half minutes to go on the podcast. So I'll find out how to fill up the time. But... It's exhausting. It's it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain the nuances of our experience. It's hard to explain how a seemingly harmless comment comment actually has racial implications. Like there's so many like little nuances of, you know, the minority experience that manifests itself when we're communicating with, you know, primarily white people or people who aren't of our race. 
and um, you know you don't want to have to explain it every time and the worst part is when you know the person that you're explaining to like has an attitude and you know or they start defending themselves saying they're not racist and it's just like I didn't accuse you of being racist I'm just saying this is why X Y and Z in this isolated situation I didn't accuse you of being you know I didn't accuse you of being anything other than someone who said what you just said and it wasn't overtly um, offensive it was just this is why you need to be careful about, about it from here on out you know or you know the other person gets an attitude you know when you um when you call them out that's 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 one thing that I come up against a lot is you know I'm somebody who like you know if I feel like there's something important that I need to say somebody I'm going to say it to them I'm not gonna talk behind their back I'm not gonna you know um, you know you know hold it in for too long I'm going to you know in a very measured and a very calm and in a very fair way explain my point of view to them and I feel like a lot of the people that I'm around are so used to being passive-aggressive and are so used to people not being real with them that when they come across a person like me who's going to be real and is going to give them that courtesy to be real with them they take offense to it immediately um, and rather than taking responsibility they'll try to like turn around to make it seem like it's your fault or they'll fold their arms or in a white, in a white person's case they'll, they'll, they'll get their face all red and just like catch an attitude and stop talking to you or yell at you or whatever and um, yeah man it's just uh, it's tiring bro <laughs> it is it is uh, it, it is tiring um, and and that's why definitely you know you know definitely long for a situation where number one I'm not the only black person in the room where I can be around a bunch of people who have the same experience that I do and I can talk to them and say certain things and I don't have to explain the nuances of it that's something that I desire and I also desire to be around a group of people who you know just just want to make want to be the best versions of themselves and want to take accountability and you know want to be responsible for their actions and and, and aren't you know just um you know interacting with people just so that just to make everybody like them or or you know i don't i don't know what why people don't take responsibility for you know how they interact with people but anyways y'all so you know if any of y'all are out there in LA or New York, <laughs> hey man, you know, hit, hit, hit me up because I'm looking at y'all. I'm looking at your cities. Y'all got y'all y'all got way more black people out there than out here in Vancouver, man. It's getting exhausting being out here, bro. <laughs> it's getting exhausting being out here. Um, how many people I got? Oh, I got some people in the live. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, boy, 003, King Diesel, what's going on? Um, I'm gonna end that there, but um, yeah, y'all, that's my little, uh, you know, rant. I guess that's not really a rant, that's just, you know, just talking about what it's like sometimes, so peace.